Welcome to the Reggie McNeil Podcast, where we explore what it means to seek God's kingdom here on earth. Join us on our journey to become more aware of and encouraged by God's work in and around us. Hey, Reggie McNeil here. I'm so glad to welcome you to my podcast. What you're about to hear is an introductory session. It ranges far and wide in the discussion from what the kingdom is to some implications for the church, some specific help for Jesus followers who want to experience more of the life that God has for them. We'll explore these and some other topics in greater detail in future episodes. I just hope in listening to this one, you'll be intrigued enough to subscribe to the rest of the podcast series. Welcome to the Reggie McNeil Podcast. My name is Hannah Barton, and I'll be your host for today. And I'm here with Reggie McNeil. Hey, Hannah. Hello. So, Reggie, let's hop right on into it. Um, Let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Give us a brief rundown of who you are, your background, and some of your leadership ministry experience. Well, I am fortunate that I've had a lot of opportunities to do some pretty interesting stuff, all the way from... Uh, starting a, a new church to doing some writing, speaking to a lot of different groups, consulting with different uh, leaders, uh, both individually and with their organizations. Uh, and they've had big impact on my life. So um, I'm really in debt to a lot of people that I've had the chance to work with through the years. Awesome. So the subtitle of this podcast is Kingdom Come. Why Kingdom Come and what do you hope to accomplish on this podcast? Well, you know, I mentioned uh, that a lot of my um, background was in church stuff. Um, So I grew up in church. My dad was a pastor. So I was going to church like nine months before I was born. And um, but even through all of my early experiences in church, I heard a lot about the church. I didn't hear anything about the kingdom. Uh, I did learn the little children's round, you know, seek ye first the kingdom, then we do it in rounds, keep us busy. But but honestly, the uh, the kingdom was not just on my radar. I guess I thought that the kingdom was either church on steroids or uh, that the kingdom was a subset of church activity or whatever. But uh, too, too much to go into here, but my world really began to be uh, shaken uh, 25 uh, years ago or so in a ministry shift venue that threw me out, literally uh, out of the church-centric world into another situation, and I just began to realize the church is not the main story. Uh, The kingdom of God is the main story. Uh, Jesus didn't come to establish the church. Uh, That was, I think, what I thought, that he was here to establish Christianity. He didn't come to do that either. I mean, he came to show us about the kingdom of God. That's what he talked about. He was obsessed with it. And I guess that's because that was home to him. Why not? That's, that was his frame of reference. And, uh, and the Bible starts with, uh, you know, the tree of life um, in the garden. It ends with the tree of life and the rivers of life in the revelation in the city. Jesus said, I am life. So for me, I've come to understand the kingdom is about life. It's wherever life is you find God because there's only one source of life in the universe, at least so far, you know, and so, and I'm counting on that. Uh, But, you know, and so if you run into life, you run into some intentional act of God. And he had, uh, but that life's not haphazard. It's not random. Um, He has, uh, particularly at the human level, because we share the divine image, 
And so there's purpose behind every human being, and, and God has a life that he had in mind for us to, to enjoy. And I've come to understand that, at least in my view, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to show us the life that God intended for us to live. It wasn't just Jesus' teachings, but I mean, literally, he lives the kingdom. And he said, this is what God had in mind. And, uh, I mean, I grew up thinking, you know, Jesus just came so we'd have Christmas stories and then we'd jump to the cross, you know. But, I mean, there, there's a whole much more stuff going on there. In fact, uh, the whole work that he did on the cross, in, in my mind, has undergone a lot of reconstructions. I think about uh, the kingdom and, and, and how he's reclaiming, uh, really, his, his kingdom uh, in, in, on planet Earth. So I'm, I'm very... Um, I'm just, these days, I'm more jazzed about the kingdom than uh, when it comes to thinking about God and his work in the world and what he's up to. That's it for me. So that's why the, the podcast is called, you know, his kingdom or, or kingdom come, of course, right out of the, I mean, Jesus taught us to pray that, you know, uh, that the kingdom would come mm-hmm. and it would come on earth, which is interesting because, again, I grew up in a church where, the kingdom was something we put off till uh, whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this amorphous deal. But whatever it was, it wasn't happening here. It was after death. And um, and Jesus was much more concerned, it seems to me, about getting the kingdom to earth than getting earth to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's, that's what grabs me these days. Yeah. I think as someone who also grew up in the church and then slowly... Um, developed into house church, I guess you could say. I always thought that church was the building. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just recently, it's, it's your work especially has just transformed my opinion of where you actually see Jesus. It's not just on Sunday mornings. Um, yeah, it's his day off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're doing all the work then, yeah. yeah. You know, I guess we got it covered, so he, he can take it. Do you think that's the biggest misconception that you see with church leaders? It is. Um, Church as institution is something that I really think has become, for many, um, almost a a stumbling block Mm -hmm. to getting to the kingdom. Because if you stop there, it's kind of like stopping halfway up the, you know, you're trying to get to the top of Table Rock. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and a great view, and uh, but you just stop halfway, you know, and turn around and go back down. That's kind of the church-centric view, whereas, you know, God wants you to come on up and see the big picture. Mm-hmm. It's much much prettier for them. And help there. others get there, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting if I can just yeah. say one more thing about uh, the, the the good thing, and, and this year, um, I know— you and I were talking before the podcast about the kingdom breaking out even in a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who are listening to this, we're recording this steep, still in the belly of the beast of the, of the pandemic. But the, uh, to me, it's one of the things, not that God causes the pandemic, that's not mm-hmm. life that he intends, but he certainly is not caught off guard by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And with so many of the leaders that I work with, this has really been a wake-up call to them. Uh, you know, the, if the church is, is the building, then we're in a deep hurt because we're months in now of not being able to gather as, quote, the church, if that's what it is. 
But of course, for me and, and for you and for other folks that get this whole thing, it's church's movement, because that's what Jesus started, was a movement, not an institution, not a... I mean, he talks about church once. I mean, we, don't, we just don't even get that. He talks about the kingdom of God over 90 times. He talks about church once. And even in that context, he says, and I'm establishing you as a church to give you the keys to the kingdom. So the whole point of the church was to get people to the kingdom, not the other way around. And, uh, I mean, we, we've just, um, it just seems like we've really subverted, turned this whole thing upside down. And so, and so the, the, the pandemic, I think, for some, and for many that I work with, has actually been uh, an acceleration of their understanding of, oh, that's right, the church is not the institution. It's not how often we gather. It's not a place, but the church is a people. Uh, who are partnering with God mm -hmm. in this redemptive kingdom work that he's up to. Mm -hmm. Going off of that, what do you see? I mean, because in this pandemic world that we're in right now, it is harder to be a part of the kingdom and, you know, do God's will out physically, I guess. So how do you see that evolving? You know, I'm, people are very inventive when they are determined mm -hmm. to do something. And, um, you know, I've heard more about being neighborly and mm -hmm. small acts of kindness and even uh, remote acts of kindness mm -hmm. if, if necessary. Uh, people making phone calls to their neighbors to check on them. People uh, making runs to the grocery store for elderly people who can't get out. People who... Uh, are leaving grocery, you know, making deliveries for folks or taking care of, you know, something, you know, in the yard that's broken or something. I mean, that whole loving your neighbors yourself has become uh, such a, seems to me, such an overriding uh, word from God to say, this is your chance. I mean, you know, you're not running past each other uh, to get to your pyramid that you're working on every day, your, your home. And by the way, you're not building that pyramid for yourself, uh, you know. So uh, why don't you take advantage of that? So I'm just really encouraged by the many small ways, but yet meaningful ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you've ever been sick or really, really sick, or or you've ever had a grief, you've lost someone. You know that that simple um, none none of those kindnesses are small. When someone just so, I think in the same way, um, that's what this opportunity is for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, getting back to this podcast, um, what can people expect from this podcast? Well, a, a couple of things. I hope um, I really would like for people's understanding of the kingdom to blossom, to flourish, to to uh, mature a bit expand. I, I would love for people to begin to live with a greater frame of reference for their life as a viral king, viral in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe I need another metaphor, but, but we certainly get it. A viral kingdom agent. I mean, just like COVID-19 spreads so easily and passed along, we don't even know all of how still. Um, you know, contact, air, whatever. Well, I think that's what the kingdom does. I mean, as we speak words of encouragement to each other, you know, it's airborne as we, you know, um, uh, appropriately as we can touch people and uh, encourage them. I mean, uh, in, in the middle of aches and hurts, 
I mean, the kingdom is just looking like a virus, looking for any way it can to get in. So I hope people, first of all, are taking it in and getting really um, infectious uh, with kingdom stuff and then uh, are able to start spreading that more with greater intentionality. Um, but the nice thing about that is I don't want listeners to hear that as like, some of the evangelism stuff we've used in the church, which feels more like marketing mm-hmm. um, and more like, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, peddling uh, Jesus ordered or something. No, kingdom is infection. You, you, you just fall in love with life. I mean, when Jesus says, I am the, I am the life, you know, I mean, he didn't mess around about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if he's telling the truth, you know? And then when he says, I've come to give you life, I mean, what if he was... What if that was accurate, too? Well, if we'll just really live, I think people are drawn to that. Mm -hmm. People want to be around people who are living, uh, you know, uh, who aren't uh, taking the sun out of the sky, you know, but actually injecting life with some enthusiasm and stuff. So I think it has its own way. A second thing, so so living is an infectious kingdom agent. Uh, But but a second thing is I, I, I do hope that, podcast over time will help people even develop some strategies so that everything is uh, for their lives to actually do that so that it's it's not just um, something that happens uh, which is good but but the, the but life becomes even more purposeful I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying uh, and, and because I think everyone wants meaning for their own life and um, that's what inspires hope in us and hope in other people. So I hope both things we can do. Yeah. What are some examples of topics that you hope to cover? Well, I would like for folks to see how they are kingdom agents uh, in, in their relationships, uh, in their primary relationships, uh, their, their home, uh, then their friends and their neighbors. So certainly the relational implication of kingdom. Um, I would also like folks to have a better understanding of how the kingdom shapes their response to life circumstances Mm -hmm. that come our way that we all, that are common. You know, we all experience pain. We all experience joy. We all experience frustration. We experience uh, exhilaration, anxiety, depression, you know, the whole range of it. How does the kingdom filter um, make those experiences um, even more formative in our character development. Um, so, so we'll talk a lot about just life. Uh, I also hope that we can be specific about. Okay, so I own a business. How can I? How can I be a kingdom agent as an owner of a business, or, or, or as an employee for someone, or um, you know, as a, a colleague uh, at work, or you know, on the golf course or, you know, uh, in my carpool, whatever it is, wherever we find ourselves. Um, and so I'd like to be able to draw, I, I hope to do, uh, plan to do interviews with people across every domain, uh, people who are in healthcare and education and, um, you know, business and, and government. And uh, because I know folks in all those spheres who are just very uh, infectious kingdom agents. And I think hearing a part of their story and how they go about it, um, I think will inspire listeners. So I, I plan to do a lot of interviews uh, and not just talk like I'm doing today. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
Um, so speaking of, what message do you have for today's listeners? Well, let's just let's just use this podcast to, to think about the primal directive, I guess, from Jesus when he said, um, seek first the kingdom of God. Um, I mean, of course, you know, we can either think he was telling the truth or just making up scripture. Um, he probably knew it was Matthew 6.33 that he was speaking, so uh, he memor- had memorized it. Um, but um, in the context of that, seek first the kingdom, is because uh, it's taken out of context a lot of time. Is it's just a platitude, you know. Which I'm, I'm, hey, I'm all for it. I'm about the kingdom come. But specifically in that context, he was talking about dealing with the worries and the anxieties mm-hmm. of life. Because he's talking about uh, that, you know, how do the, uh, you know, lilies of the field dress themselves, and you know, he, he's just that wonderful commentary on. Um, you know, well, all the hairs of my head have fallen out, but, you know, uh, you don't have to lose a hair that God does. I mean, he, he, and what can you do about tomorrow, really? You know, mm-hmm. and so in the middle of that, he says, you know, uh, if you want to deal with the anxieties uh, and worrisome things of your life, it's best to seek first the kingdom. And then all these other things, he said, will be added. Now, it's interesting, he doesn't say seek only the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, there's not a naivete here that you just sit in an ohm state or, you know, go into a cave somewhere, or climb a mountain and wait for something to happen. I mean, you're going to be engaged in life in all of the ups and downs of it, the shoves and the pushes and the <clears throat> everything that, that comes with life. But the key is um, to begin to have that kingdom filter that all that stuff comes through so that you are less anxious We've got a lot to be worried about these days. I mean, just in our country, uh, every leader I talk with, every person I talk with, uh, in uh, in coaching, and everything, I mean, people are are uh, anxious. Uh, I mean, you know, a pandemic is is frightening enough. Then you throw on economic worry. Then you throw on a political, uh, you know, disunity in our country at, at a seemingly unprecedented high, or at least not exceeded. Um, or all, all of these things. And so I just find that people are just, in general, their anxiety meter is just uh, elevated. Um, and I do know that a lot of depression that we're dealing with in people um, is an anxiety-driven depression. It's not because things really are bad. It's this being inundated with information, and uh, opinion, and uh, just the junk of life, so that we our, our brains can only handle so much input before our brains just literally go into, I treat every other piece of information as anxious, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's good. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing about the brain. So I run into a lot of people just frankly overloaded, and they're trying to figure out a new way to be in this world, um, so, so, so I just think that our context is pretty close. I mean, Jesus would use different metaphors instead of the lilies of the field or whatever. It'd probably be some kind of, uh, tech stuff or, or on social media, uh, uh, reference. Um, but I think he would try to say to all of us, look, the, the things that are driving your con- uh, concern and, and shoving your emo- your anxiety meter over, 
um, you need to sublimate that to the reality of what really is real, not what could be. Because mm -hmm. most of those anxieties don't materialize anyway that we, um, or many of them don't. And, um, and so he said, but what really is real is the kingdom. It's, it's real from forever past into forever forward. And our lives are being lived out against that backdrop. So I think the word for today is if we can seek first, um, and, uh, and, and that means look for God. Literally look. Seek is active. It's not passive. Um, and even if it's a simple prayer, Lord, help me see you today. Why not? Uh, it can be that simple. Um, or if it helps you, if you're one of those folks that journal, you know, just write, where did I see God today? Or this week, if you do that on a some kind of rhythmic basis or every few days or, or whatever. I just think training our minds to think other thoughts than what the world just really conforms. I'll be talking with a bunch of leaders, for instance, in a couple of days that are all involved in uh, movements around um, in cities, about 50 different cities. And their world's been thrown into an upheaval course because, I mean, a lot of these cities are in lockdown. They're, uh, they're struggling to figure out. I mean, you know, leaders are just throwing darts on the wall, just trying to hit. And sometimes just doing stuff to look like they're busy or like we're paying attention. We really don't know what to do, but, you know, we're going to do this. And I understand that. And leaders sometimes do stuff like that. My point being, um, in their world, uh, burnout and uh, compassion fatigue mm. is really stalking them. And so we're going to, I hope to help them reframe the narrative. Well, that's what I would do for our listeners today. Reframe the narrative of the day. This is the day the Lord has made, the psalmist said. God is active in it. He's not caught off guard in it. Let's look for the kingdom, which is life that he intends, and pay close attention, and that will give us hope, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as someone who has struggled with clinical anxiety and depression, I frequently find myself um, seeking once I'm in too deep, once I'm already in the brink of uh, depression or an anxiety episode or whatever. What are other practical ways that we can be seeking on a daily basis? I do think contact with other life forms is critical. Uh, yeah. You know, we weren't born for isolation. Uh, God himself lives in community as the Trinity, uh, which is a unique contribution, one of the contributions of Christian thought. And, um, and so we were made, we literally were created to live in community. Uh, and that's a forever thing. It's interesting about life, uh, the power of life. I, I remember holding our um, youngest granddaughter on the day she was born and thinking, I'm holding a creature who will never cease to exist. And the power of that hit me just boom. I, I mean, I've known it, but at that moment, the intersection of that truth and that reality of them handing her to me, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is how powerful life is. And, um, and, and so, and, and as, as I've said, that life was meant to be lived in relation to other people. So I do believe that when we get isolated, we are more susceptible. Mm -hmm. We know that. I mean, psychologists, neurologists, all have told us that, but it's true spiritually as well. 
So I would say from another point of view, my goodness, uh, reach out to people, you know, however you can. If you can't be with them in person, uh, you know, sit 10 feet away and, uh, with them or, or but uh, Zoom, I know Zoom fatigue is, is, I'm getting a little there myself, but, you know, just somehow just be in touch with people. Um, I think that feeds our soul. I think it's really important. And, and then a third thing I would say, if we're trying to make sure other people that we exist, like Jesus lived his life for others. He came, I mean, like I say, he comes to show us the kingdom, but he literally lives into his own identity as he lives the life of a servant. That's our model. Um, if I'm not hung up on me all day long, I'm less likely to be anxious and depressed. What's wrong with me? What's, you know, uh, and that's easy for me to do because mm -hmm. I can tell you no matter how bad you think I am, I've got more stuff I can get, tell you uh, that you hadn't even thought of. Uh, you know, but uh, those internal narratives, if we're just self-consumed, um, uh, self-absorbed, um, but so that's why it's important to love our neighbors and, and, and use this time to do acts of kindness that get us out of ourselves, you know, cooking something for somebody or whatever. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, so I think that's all we have for today. Well, that's all I've got, <laughs> you know, I, which never keeps me from talking. Yeah, I mean, you know, but in this case, true. I need to respect our listeners and probably <laughs> just close my mouth. Thanks, well, Hannah, for uh, your time. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today. Um, you can find more of Reggie's work on his website, ReggieMcNeil.org, or on Facebook and Twitter, at ReggieMcNeil. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Reggie McNeil Podcast. <laughs>